Tired of your gut feeling like it's been through more drama than a reality TV show? Say goodbye to the chaos and hello to a gut that's as peaceful as a zen garden with Symbiotic Plus from Ritual. Let's be real. Alcohol turns your gut into a wild roller coaster ride, leaving you feeling more queasy than thrilled. Say goodbye to the gut battles and inflammation wars. And with 25% off with the code POWER, this is a great excuse to give your gut the TLC that it deserves. So whether you're starting your day with a green smoothie or hitting up your favorite Starbucks for a coffee, make sure to add Symbiotic Plus to your daily routine. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide, your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Ever try a buckwheat pillow? They are nothing like those fluffy clouds that most of us are used to. You know that feeling when your pillow seems to betray you and it collapses under the weight of your head and no matter what you do, you can't fix it? Well, Hulo Pillow is here to change that. They sent me one and it's pretty unique. Even Rudy, my cat, likes it. And you can try it out too and get a discount with the code POWER. Hulo Pillow supports your head and neck, unlike those flimsy pillows that leave you feeling like you've been in a wrestling match all night. And forget about flipping to the cool side constantly. Hulo Pillow stays cool and dry, making sweaty nights a thing of your past. And you can customize your comfort. Add or remove the filling to get the perfect fit for you. Try it for 60 nights risk-free. And if it's not your jam, you just ship it back for a refund. So go to hulopillow.com power for up to $20 off per pillow when you buy multiple pillows, plus free shipping on every order. Again, that's Hulo. H-U-L-L-O pillow.com slash power. One of my biggest struggles in early sobriety was falling asleep. And even now, years in, sometimes my brain is just too active and too anxious to rest. This used to cause a lot of stress for me, but now I take Tanasi before bed and it helps me relax and get to sleep. My husband has even said that he has never seen me sleep deeper. As a former scientist, I appreciate Tanasi's commitment to science and research. They provided a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. This team of scientists discovered Tanasi's one-of-a-kind patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula. Studies show that it's twice as effective as CBD alone, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university to support ongoing research. If you're struggling with anxiety or trouble sleeping, then I encourage you to give Tanasi a try. It comes in a variety of different forms like lotions, soft gels, gummies, tinctures, and drink concentrates. I've been using the tincture before bed. Go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. One of the most common complaints that I see from newly sober people is that they're exhausted. And the fatigue after quitting drinking can last for a long time. In this episode, I'll share why you're tired in early sobriety and five strategies that you can use to boost your energy levels. So let's dig in. It's 
it's very common to struggle with fatigue and brain fog when you quit drinking. Alcohol changes the structure of the brain, which then changes how your brain functions. Chronic heavy drinking shrinks the brain by causing brain cells to release water. This makes it harder for the brain to work properly, especially the areas that are responsible for thinking and memory. If you're struggling with fatigue, then it can be difficult not to drink. Alcohol does actually provide the brain with energy. It's not an illusion or something that you're making up. I explained how in a lot of detail in episode 157, but a quick summary. Alcohol is eventually broken down into acetate, which enters the brain and it can be used as an alternative energy source to glucose. When you routinely provide your brain with alcohol, acetate can become the preferred energy source over glucose. Studies have even found that acetate levels in the brains of heavy drinkers can remain elevated even two days after their last drink. When you quit drinking, you are suddenly depriving your brain of a major source of fuel, and it takes time for the brain to learn how to utilize glucose as fuel again. This is why you feel so exhausted in early sobriety. It's not just alcohol being a major fuel source either. When we're drinking, we are not taking good care of ourselves. We have low quality sleep and low quality or inconsistent quality nutrition. And these things contribute to fatigue too. Drinking the way that we do is tiring. The body has to work really hard to deal with all the alcohol that you're drinking. Remember, alcohol is a poison. We're not supposed to drink large quantities of it all the time. And because the body sees it as a poison, the body will prioritize eliminating alcohol over doing most other things. We tired ourselves out from our drinking, and it takes time for the body to heal and recover from that. Other things that can contribute to fatigue are chronic stress and mental health conditions like depression. I struggle with depression, and my main symptom is exhaustion, so I've had to learn how to work with that. So it may not just be the alcohol for you. If you're trying to find ways to boost your energy levels, then the first thing to know is to have patience. We are not good at patience while we're drinking or in early sobriety because drinking has trained us to focus on instant gratification and getting what we want right now with no effort. The more sober time you have and the more work you do, the more your patience should increase. Try to remind yourself that change and feeling better takes time. So here are five things that you can do to work on your energy levels. One, reduce your stress levels. The emotions that we feel when we're stressed take large amounts of energy. I've talked about high energy and low energy emotions before on this podcast, and I go into it in depth in the Sober Mindset course. But high energy emotions like anger and anxiety don't just feel high energy, they require lots of energy. And when the emotion finally passes, you can feel depleted and exhausted. If you're existing in a state of chronic stress, then this is going to make you feel tired. You can take all the supplements, exercise, drink water, stay sober, and eat kale every day, but you're still going to feel tired because of your stress levels. And saying, 
oh, just control your stress is silly because if we could be less stressed, we would. It takes time to learn how to manage stress appropriately and to learn how to adjust your perspective on things that are outside of your control. Sometimes we're going to go through times of high stress and that is normal. But if you're stressed all the time for all eternity, then doing some work on your perspective and learning stress management techniques will be useful. I really struggle with this. So this has been my main goal in sobriety is to work on stress management. One of the ways that I've done this that I encourage you to do too is by reducing my number of commitments. I have overcommitted myself a few times in the past three years of doing this podcast, and it has been awful. I hate that chaotic, scrambling feeling of never being able to catch up. I'm mostly okay right now, except my email has become unmanageable. There are too many emails coming in to be able to respond to them all, but then I feel guilty for not responding to them all, and it just becomes a mess. But if you're struggling with being overcommitted and having too much on your plate, then analyze your commitments and try to figure out what is essential and what is not. In one of my community meetings recently, we were talking about boundaries and how part of setting boundaries is being able to say no to something, either because you don't have time to do it or you just don't want to do it. Many of us are people pleasers, so we want to say yes to everything and do everything for everyone because we feel like we have to. If this is you, then I challenge you to say no to something soon, and you'll instantly feel a bit better. The second thing that you can do is work on sleep hygiene. In last week's episode, we talked about routine, and one of the most important components of a good routine is a regular sleep schedule. If you're feeling low energy, then you may be tempted to take a bunch of naps. That can actually make you more tired because if you nap for too long, you enter deep sleep so you can feel groggy when you wake up. Experts suggest a 20-minute nap is enough, but I don't take naps at all. I get my 8 hours of sleep, sometimes a little bit less, and if I'm tired, I deal with it. Plus, taking long naps can prevent you from being tired at night when it's time for bed, and then you continue the cycle by not getting a good night's sleep. Some people love naps, so it is up to you to figure out what works best. But if you're napping a lot and then you're struggling to sleep at night, I would look at your naps. The third thing that you can do to improve your energy is to watch how much caffeine you are drinking. In episode 112, I discussed why we want so much caffeine when we quit drinking. And I doubled, sometimes even tripled my caffeine intake from pre-sobriety, and I'm trying to back off now. A study that I discussed in that episode found that 90% of people in recovery who attended AA meetings drink coffee daily compared to 62% of the general public. We develop a tolerance to caffeine, and then we get desensitized to that alert buzz feeling. So we have less of the feeling that we're chasing, but then we still feel tired afterwards. And I think a big culprit is afternoon coffee drinkers. Sometimes is fine, but if that's your routine and you're always feeling tired, then I would eliminate your afternoon coffees. And like I said, I doubled or more my caffeine intake since getting sober, so I'm not good at this either. I'm trying to moderate coffee right now, so We'll see. And if you listen to my episode about moderating sugar, 
then I don't know if you have faith in me or not, but I really don't want to have to eliminate coffee too. Number four, eat for energy. Sometimes when we're tired, we go to sugary or junk foods because they give us a quick boost in energy. But high glycemic index foods are things that spike your blood sugar because the sugar from these foods are absorbed quickly. Just consuming the sugar doesn't automatically turn that into energy though. Your cells can't use glucose for fuel unless insulin signals cells to let glucose in. So without insulin, sugar will just circulate in our bloodstream with nowhere to go. And after the spike, your blood sugar levels drop, which makes you feel tired and hungry all over again. Some causes of blood sugar spikes are fatty foods like pizza, juice, soda, sugary coffee drinks, alcohol, and also a lack of physical activity. Being too sedentary can even lead to spikes in blood sugar because exercising helps insulin work better. If you want to eat for energy, then basically you just need to eat kale, quinoa, smoothies that you make yourself, and water. In our group, we call it the food and water diet. And I'm only kind of kidding here. Whole grains are digested slower than refined grains, so they don't spike your blood sugar. And fat isn't bad. So if you're someone who grew up in the low-fat era, then please know that fat is good as long as it's unsaturated fat. If you care about the chemistry, then saturated fat has the maximum number of hydrogen atoms and no double bonds. So it's saturated with hydrogen atoms. That's why it's called saturated fat. It has the max number. So saturated fats are things like fat from butter, burgers, and cheese. And they stay solid at room temperature and cause deposits in our blood vessels, leading to hardening of the arteries. Saturated fat can also raise your LDL cholesterol, commonly called bad cholesterol. Unsaturated fat, like fat from avocado, nuts, and salmon, are liquid at room temperature and they don't clog your arteries. They can even reduce LDL levels, reduce inflammation, and provide the body with omega-3s which are good for your brain. So fat is not bad. You need to figure out how you like to eat and what is best for your energy levels. What I do or what some hot person on Instagram does is not necessarily optimal for you. Some people thrive on higher carb diets and some people thrive on higher fat diets. Some like intermittent fasting, others like eating five or six small meals a day. It is totally up to you and there isn't one right way. So I encourage you to start experimenting and see what you like to do. Earlier, I said smoothies that you make yourself. And remember, there's a big difference between a smoothie that you buy in the grocery store that's filled with weird stuff and a bunch of sugar versus a smoothie that you made yourself or one that you got at a local smoothie shop. The ones at the grocery have tons of stuff you don't want, like all the sugar in the whole world. So please check your labels and make sure that you make the best choice for you. So if you don't know how to eat for energy, then you need to just start experimenting with it and see when you get energy. The way that I eat took years and years and years for me to develop. And when in doubt, if you don't know what to do, I'm serious, just have some kale and then you'll instantly feel like a healthier person. Number five, exercise. 
Exercise helps us sleep better and feel happier because it boosts dopamine levels. It circulates oxygen through the body and it provides your cells with energy to burn. A 2022 study from the UK looked at 400,000 adults and they found a clear link between walking pace and aging. The researchers determined that a lifetime of brisk walking could lead to your biological age being 16 years younger by the time you reach midlife. And the faster walking pace seemed to be the important component here. And it's also important to note that correlation does not equal causation. So if you are able to walk faster and walk briskly throughout your life, you're probably a healthier person in general. So it's not just if you start walking briskly, you're automatically going to be super healthy. But what this study found was all about telomeres. And telomeres are little caps on the ends of our chromosomes that protect them when our cells divide. It's like the little plastic thing on the end of a shoelace. And cells don't divide perfectly every single time. And this causes the telomeres to get smaller and smaller. And once the telomeres go away, the cell dies and our tissues begin to age. So the longer your telomeres are, the longer it takes for your tissues to age, basically. So this study found that the participants who walked at a brisk pace had longer telomeres than the slow walkers. And the researchers suggest focusing on walking pace instead of jogging because your walk is a strong indicator of your health because it represents your level of cardio fitness. You don't have to go crazy on the exercise, just get out for a brisk walk every day or as many days as you can and build up from there. In episode 122, I discussed how exercise helps our recovery and I discussed a study that found that walking can even reduce cravings. So there are tons of benefits. So there you have it. That is five ways that you can boost your energy. And if this episode was helpful for you or interesting, I would really appreciate it if you could share it with someone or leave the podcast five stars if you haven't done that yet. And I will talk to you next week. It's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.